1: What is up all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between, you have joined us for a new edition of and the podcast will rock. Welcome back everybody. It's uh it's, <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week so far, and I know it's it's only uh well that I won't give away what day it is in the recording, but let's just say it's early and it's already been a week, so I'll just leave it at that. If it's your first time joining us on the show, let me tell you what we do. We are the podcast that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, and we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire, with me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, are you staying thawed out over there?
2: No, It is very, very cold, and therefore I'm having (laughs) all sorts of technical issues because internet doesn't want to work, vehicles don't want to start, uh, skin freezes almost instantly, so I'm holding on by a thread, but fortunately we brought in tons of help this week. It's the stars of the Chaz Charles Podcasting Universe joining us here tonight, (laughs) and so I thought, who better to introduce uh, the stars of the CCPU than the man himself, Mr. Chaz Charles. How you doing, Chaz? Hey,
3: hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us in here. Corey, man, woo, we're enjoying some of your weather. I think it's negative six right now. Like Didn't it? get much above yeah, zero all day. Oh, well, you know, we get that stuff. So, no, don't like it at all. <laughs> Thank you very
2: much. Mark got some of that stuff, too, oh, in, Nashville. That, to Mark, in Nashville. They're not used to snow in Nashville. Yeah,
1: yeah, you get some ice? A, a, an unprecedented uh, eight inches of snow. I don't no, believe shit. ice. because Yeah, uh, we don't get that in the South uh, very often or at all. So, it's... Mm-hmm. it's um, it's it's interesting. I don't think it's a lot of ice. However, they are calling for everything to freeze over overnight. So oh, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow might be a problem for people. I myself am staying shacked up inside. So I'm smart staying far, far away, far, far away from that. But uh, weather be damned, you know we're gonna we're gonna heat this up with some rock and roll, A la Van Halen. Yes. Hell Chaz, yes, You didn't you, you didn't come alone. Uh, I did you not. Usually, Usually, yourself, your presence is is more than enough because you, you're <laughs> such a grant. You're such a grand presence on this show, even when you're not on the panel itself uh you're just lurking but here you are and you didn't come alone would you uh please give us some introductions
3: that's right i didn't come alone i'm here and i got back up tonight because you know you guys have been laying it on a little thick past couple of shows i've been listening i've been lurking oh i've been taking some smacks so i got my boys with me here tonight and we have a special announcement a big announcement that is for your listeners only truly huge huge announcement so let me start with the people you may have heard me talk about in the chat or on the show I want to go to Greg Wolfie Wolf Greg Wolfie Wolf is here he's from regarding series of uh, podcasts we started with Lulu we're on Roger Waters Roger Rittaker whatever Greg hello
4: hey hey, hello everybody great to be here great to be with you guys tonight
2: thanks for being here Greg
3: and Coming over on the other side from Rush Rash, Mr. Schatz. The Shats. Himself, Alan Schatzberg. How are you guys? Thanks
5: Holy for shit, me. he
2: speaks. I yeah. never knew that you had a voice, because I've been on Rush <laughs> Rash and it's just Chaz for like four yeah, hours yeah. <laughs> straight. Fucking guy was
3: speaking more in the in the five minutes we were waiting to get on the air than he speaks <laughs> on my whole fucking show. But here we are. Okay, so it's tonight, it's the Shatz show yet again. But hey between the three of us we have an announcement we got a special announcement tonight we have a new co-host joining the regarding series uh in season three we're going to be covering a new record as you know we started out uh wolfie what was it lulu metallica season one right yeah yeah Season two here has been Dark Side of the Moon Redux, which is, you know, what, what if we decide, Wolfie? We are the podcast that does what? We listen so you... We we listen
4: so you don't have to. I That's
2: like it. that because <laughs> I don't want to. You're, you're doing the Lord's
3: work, my friend. You know you're what? Trying. So we're, we're taking medals. We're taking honors. But we are doing a special for episode three or oh, season boy. three. And I think I want to turn it over to our, uh, Wolfie, to our new co-host for season three, Mr. Scott Runro here, who is going to give a, a, the rest of the announcement. Scott, please.
0: Yeah, Ooh. all right. Well, this is the big surprise, guys. And guess what? I make no apology for it. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Wearing the apologies right. to Gary shirt. Yes, yeah. the army my throws. apologies to Gary shirt. You have your army mark. It is getting bigger. And guess what? You you may have wished for this, and you may regret it. Here comes Uh-oh. regarding Van Halen three. Oh, Lord. Season three,
3: (laughs) yes, of the regarding series. The mastermind himself you've got right here. Scott has engineered this. He's doing all the prep in the background. He's got shit lined up. that He is totally changing the regarding format, but totally appropriate. Scott, you want to take the grilling from these guys on what we're doing?
0: Yeah, you know, it's going to be fun. Uh, I I have this idea – Last year, sometimes, you know, when whenever we would get on a Van Halen 3-track, of course, uh, there were some complicated things to say. Everyone had strong feelings. And, you know, truth be told, I do feel a little defensive of the album and the era. Uh, it, that was my introduction to Van Halen. It was the first concert I went to, seeing Gary. So I, I have some mixed feelings on it and a lot of thoughts. But um, I, I think, you know, why, why not uh, take what we've done here on this podcast and expand on it? and go as deep as we possibly can into Van Halen 3. And uh, as, as Chaz has seen, we've uh, uh, got a lot of feelers out there right now uh, with uh, some special guests and um, hoping uh, we can line up some big ones, including uh, the Big Kahuna 2, working on that one. The lines of communication oh, yeah. are open. Uh, so uh, really looking forward to being able to uh, dive into every track on the album and uh, get a lot of our uh, uh, special guests on. Uh, everyone, of course, uh, from this show, is invited to uh, come on all of our patrons here. And I'm sure Corey and Mark, you don't know it yet, but you're going to be, be a guest too at some point. I'm Fine.
2: Sure. I'll come on. Quit begging. Oh. Oh, God
1: <laughs> walls deep into Van Halen three. You say, well, uh, if it the is. regarding series, <laughs> if the regarding <laughs> series tagline wasn't apt enough of we listen, so you don't have to, well, that's, it's certainly, uh, certainly, uh, uh, uh noteworthy for th- for this particular series but honestly if you were going to do a regarding van halen 3 uh podcast you couldn't have done it without scott monroe and uh and although wow. Cor- corey and i don't see uh do not agree with scott's uh assessment of the uh infamous van halen 3 album i actually love that scott is so passionate about it and i love that he has the personal connection to it and that's yeah. great that's that's we all we all have our personal connections to uh, certain music and certain albums. And even when there are so many people telling us, absolutely not, that's that's wrong. We're like, fuck you, you're wrong. So right. uh, uh, so I, I so I actually love that you guys are doing this. Um hats off to you. If I were uh, a religious person, I would give you the, you know, Catholic cross because blessings to you on that Well, we're journey, taking but... collections.
3: Here's the collection plate. <laughs> we, we can take care of that. Here's the collection plate. Uh, we'll we'll say a special prayer for you. But, you know, we, we're, we're kind of doing, you know, just taking it what you've done here already. I mean, because as Scott said, there's been so much robust discussion both online uh, and on the show for every track that's come up on this. You know, I've spread a, a mixed opinion on the thing. Um, so you got scott's take you got my mixed opinion and then you got wolfie who's never heard it
2: that's so. the that's the one i'm I'm interested in in hearing is the new okay, history yeah. i gotta tell you though, well, van Halen three is growing on me i've spun it a few times and still every week before i log on to this uh call to do this show my sound check song has always been without you uh from van Halen oh. three i i'm really really loving that track it's becoming one of my favorites so Well, look at my my
0: challenge to Chaz and others. You know, when we go into this, try to leave some of that Van Halen baggage behind and just judge it on its merits. You know, maybe listen to it from a different perspective. I think a lot of our problem with it was we came into it with that Van Halen history and baggage. So it'll be interesting to see if we can uh, come at it from a different uh, perspective.
2: I don't know, man. You One know, that, still
0: that's sucks.
1: A, a really good. I actually really like that that take. Um, and I will do my best when uh, when it launches. I will do my best to uh, try and have that uh, that perspective. Um, it's going to be difficult considering the journey that Corey and I have gone through on this show with that album and what we already yeah. know. But but uh, I look forward to that
3: awesome man so i think what did we say so we've got we're in still in season two uh of regarding uh roger uh waters and what have we just gotten through wolfie i think we got uh through
4: track what seven uh we put out six i think was the last one we put six. uh okay yeah seven's dropped, in production, yeah right?
3: yeah yep. yep. so seven's in production now so we've got a few more tracks and then we have a wrap up so season two what did we say scott that's come and win
0: I think we're aiming for the spring. Season, sometime, three, right? season three, season yeah, three. Yeah, for
3: the spring. So sometime April, May is when uh, the the puck, uh, that season will
2: launch. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it, man.
3: Looking forward to a lot of folks around here, you know, contributing to the conversation.
2: So, so is that regarding Gary or regarding Van Halen yes. What are you titling it?
3: <laughs> oh, it's regarding Van Halen 3. Okay. You have to, we're, yeah, we're considering the work, not okay. just any individual. No. Gotcha.
0: I can't wait. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be very yeah.
3: serious over there. Are you, you are you are
0: required to wear the shirt though,
1: Fred. <laughs> I have one. Yeah,
2: I have one have I can come on the, the show. One. I got one. There
1: you go. So well, look, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh happy to have you all on the show to uh talk about some Van Halen. Hey, who knows? You might get a jump start because we do still have on the wheel we do. A, a single track left from Van Halen 3. So uh but before we get into all of
2: that, hey Corey, what's
1: going on in the Van Halen news?
2: Well, I tell you, we we got a couple of different articles this week. Uh, Van Halen News Desk, of course, www.vhnd.com. Great interview here and story uh, by our good friend Eric Senich. uh, Behind the scenes with Dave Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen. Uh, We talked about that last week. Uh, I bring it up again because we mentioned Darren Paltrowitz. Darren Paltrowitz scheduled to be on our show here, uh, Mark, coming up at the end of January. Uh, So we're going to get Darren back on here, hopefully spin a DLR cut, and talk about his new book. Uh, which is just flying off the shelves. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, absolutely a great book there. So uh, go and, and check yeah. out that uh, that article again. There's also a great little story here. Uh, Eddie Van Halen taught me how to fly. It's about a, a young woman. It's a really lengthy article. Uh, Debbie Pinkney, uh, who talks about uh, her love of Van Halen and her journey uh, through Van Halen. She's got some great pictures. Here. They, that was her room. Uh, way back in the day, which I'm, I'm really jealous of. I wish my wife would let me do this yeah. in my bedroom, but, <laughs> uh, but but she won't. Although I do have some Eddie Van Halen pictures in, in the background of my shot now. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, great, great stuff. There, there's a current picture of, of Debbie in, in her wall, that I'm, in, in the great uh, OU812 uh, t-shirt. So uh, you can check out that nice. story on there. I love hearing about Van Halen fans and their kind of journey with the band. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed that read. And then, of course, the big piece of news, everyone on our Discord has mm. been talking about it. Joe Satriani. Uh, he's going to have a special amp built uh, to replicate Eddie Van Halen's sound. He talked about how not only is Eddie a genius, but y- y- you know, to to try and, and kind of you know, recreate that feel, uh, you know, he's getting um, some special amps made because uh, you know, and he really goes uh, in depth about you know what he learned uh, after doing the Howard Stern show and all the comments he got uh, about uh, ah. you know, how he performed uh, some of that material. Uh, so he's getting some special gear made up. Uh, to, to try and replicate the sound. He, and little tidbits at the end where he talks about uh, the set they're building. Uh, uh, he really wants the the Van Halen stuff to pop. Then he says, then we're doing Montrose, we're doing Sammy Hager solo stuff, we're doing Satriani stuff, we're doing and Foot. It's a really fun set list. So they're already kind of working on the set list, going through rehearsals. Uh, he's he's going to get these amps. He's going to do the best job he can. And I can't wait. I'm going to see him in July in Toronto, Ontario, a summer night uh, out uh, on on Lake Ontario. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So you can check out that. Interview as well, written up by Eric Senich on the Van Halen News Desk.
1: Hell yeah. I, ooh, man, I'm trying to, my brain's trying to process uh, Satriani with the classic Eddie's uh, sound. Uh, I think, I think they can do it. It's, it's not, I mean, we, we talk about on the show all the time. uh, Eddie is often imitated, never duplicated. And I think they know that going into it. But they're going to try, you know, they're going to at least try and give you the the audience member, the uh, sort of sonic uh, visualization, for lack of a better word, of of what you might have uh, if you if you never experienced Van Halen live this guy uh then uh, we give you the best experience that we can given the circumstances of it all so and satriani's a damn good guitar player so i i think uh i think we're in we're in good hands uh for that tour man anybody anybody planning on going to see this tour you absolutely should uh find a way i know i will be and uh hopefully not just cry tears of joy but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens i make no such promises all right. So. now I'm happy they're doing it, man. You know, seriously.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. Someone's I don't the think, play.
0: Mark, in, in the uh, interview there, he uh, he mentions again his uh, performance of Mean Street on the the Stern show. So I mm. think he's kind of, he recognizes that that kind of uh, gave maybe the wrong impression to some people, <laughs> and he's letting us know, don't worry, guys, it's going to be better.
2: Good call, don't
3: worry. Yeah, I'm Joe Satriani. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. He's <laughs> doing it out of spite. He's just no. like, oh,
2: you're going to talk shit about me online, are oh, you? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. He, he talks right. a lot about the harmonics, and he said if you don't have the right, uh, right rig, he's hitting those harmonics, but you're not hearing him like you would when mm-hmm. Eddie played mm-hmm. him right. So that's why he's he's going to try and recreate that sound. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, don't you don't have to try and do an Eddie Van Halen impression, you know, be Joe Satriani. That's cool. I, I don't think he's gone that far yet. He's just trying to say I'm I'm just trying to harmonically kind of get that same kind of punch that Eddie did because maybe yeah. he was hitting those yeah. notes he on one string, it just didn't quite come he, through.
3: Yeah, he wants to stand in front of that amp and feel the uh, the hair raise exactly. up off his arm yeah you know that's that's what he's going for
2: i
5: don't yeah, think just no. a a new amp is is going to um he's going to be able to achieve eddie's sound and feel and finesse and nuance there's a lot more to it i could i could sit behind neil peart's drum kit i'm not going to sound like neil <laughs> <laughs> so
2: no you're, you're not one people, of those drummers auditioning well <laughs> Are, are you bothering Getty Lee right now to, to be the drummer for the new Rush uh, Shats? Is that you that he's talking about?
5: <laughs> no, oh, okay. I want to let them have a peaceful retirement <laughs> or do whatever it is they want to do.
2: Exactly. Do I, what no, you I'm want
5: not to do.
1: It Yeah,
3: matters. he definitely is not for anybody sitting in that chair. No, he's okay. not for anything <laughs> called Rush like that anymore. No. <laughs> right.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, if that's the news, what do you say we go over to uh, last week's uh, episode and poll? Yeah, yes, sir. So last mm-hmm. week we uh we we covered a a very popular and I do mean popular in the in the terms pop uh Van Halen song because we discussed Dance the Night Away from Van Halen 2, uh a, a song Corey and myself are very keen on to me it's one of a one of their classic tunes uh just good feeling rock and roll song and apparently most of the audience felt the same way because we got a whopping 91% point six percent the dream is made uh what dreams are made of versus an eight point four the dream is over um and uh this voting went pretty much how i expected to because uh i don't think we've come across anything from van halen one or two uh that wasn't below 90 percent now i don't i don't have the uh the chart in front of me so i can't speak on that Corey. i'm sure you well, can here it is. Yeah. But,
2: uh, currently, uh, but there's uh, not
1: a lot of downvoting
2: no uh the, the right now the uh, the top song on uh, Van Halen 2 is doa 96.2 percent mm. then bottoms up 94.4 tied with light up the sky and then women in love and then dance the night away comes in uh, at number six 91.6 and then you get beautiful girls you're no good and out of love again out of love again uh being the low one uh, on Van Halen 2 so far at only 80 percent.
1: Oh wow! Okay, so I stand corrected. So there is an eighty percent. There are there are some uh, Roth era tunes you guys are. aren't so keen on, huh? I see. There are. All right, Corey, Fair I enough. sent you
3: the link to the updated Jazzalytics.
1: Did Have you, you not updated
3: it? I well, yeah, you, you got to let me know when you update the Chazalytics. Oh, because... sorry. Well, I, I sent it through that Discord thing, whatever. There. oh, I don't read uh, that. No worries. Okay. Looking yeah. at spreadsheet. he sees the, the
1: word Chaz and he's just like, I'll get to it at some point. Ah, yeah, I'm gonna listen <laughs> to this guy ranting. Oh, no, not the
3: tableau, the uh, the flourish, the story. Oh, okay.
1: The Chaz is one. our, as if you guys don't recall, he is our resident uh, chart man, uh, in our <laughs> graphs and charts chaz's charts and uh they're also very yep. yeah Chazalytics, very fascinating <laughs> stuff and a lot of patience must go into it patients i don't have so uh we have chaz to do it so that we don't have to
0: yeah, but, but never the
1: stories the are
3: self-evident. Yes, David's yeah. still up there, all over the place. Never, just like nevertheless,
1: said, but... it's a, a David Lee. It's an early uh, Roth era tune, so not a lot of downvoting happening. Yeah. And uh, I'm very, I'm very happy to see that at 91%, almost 92% uh, of people voted uh, yes on that. So, ah, uh, let's say let's go into the tweets and uh, see what people are saying about "Dance the Night Away." I have a feeling a lot of people are saying a lot. And we're going to start with our old friend, Heath McCoy. Heath McCoy says, This one's so good, it's almost a no-brainer. Van Halen's mastery of a pop hook was always one of their great strengths. Dave and Sammy eras, and this is one of their great pop hooks. Uh, one of the greatest showcases of their incredible harmonies, too. The whole band is cooking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so... I'm actually uh, kind of surprised because sometimes Heath uh, comes in with these hot takes on particular Van Halen songs about whether uh, he wants to upvote or downvote. So I'm kind of surprised the poppiness of "Dance the Night Away" uh, works for him. So good, good on you there, bro. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see, Rave a Flave, our friend Rave a Flave says. Pretty ballsy for the band to go back to their backyard party formula for their second album, and it works beautifully. Talk about Dave's wheelhouse. Harmonies, too. However, Out of Love Again only got 80%. Is this when the poll was loaded with David Lee Roth haters? Uh, no, uh, Reva. Uh, I don't believe uh, there are Roth haters except for, you know, me when we're talking about him re-recording songs now. Uh, I absolutely oh, hate that. I can't stand it. I'm with it. you. Uh, <laughs> totally. But uh, no, it's based on uh, how, how the voting goes, how the poll results go. I don't think there are David Lee Roth haters. There are certainly Sammy haters, though, and it, that drives me crazy. But uh, if there are David Lee Roth haters, uh, then let us know, because I just want to know that you're out there. And then I want to ask you why. Uh, but moving on, let's see here. Uh, oh, I lost my list there. Nope, we'll get it. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. Brad Gould says, light, fun, and oh, the harmonies. Hashtag what dreams are made of. So it keeps it nice and simple there. Greg Zito says, this track hits the sweet spot with some of the best harmonies in the entire catalog. No arguments. Davey Lee Smith says, absolutely love it. Just pure catchy pop rock perfection. Nothing more, nothing less. What dreams are made of. Yes. And Jeff Brewer says, not my personal favorite, but this song should beat Little Guitars. It's a crime that it's not above 90 per- 97%. Uh, the bulk of my rant is on Discord. We'll I'll go get to that here in just a second. Um, I knew this wasn't gonna crack 97%. Um I I probably agree with you that it should have, but I mean, I I didn't expect that too. So that's that's wishful thinking on your part, my dude uh let's see here and I think that will do it for the tweets oh wait maybe one more there yes that's the tweet so now we'll go over to discord by the way you guys we had a lot of uh, uh tweets on this one but if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show join the discord like these people I'm about to read from our discord here and I know you're on the show already, Scott, so I could just throw it to you, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually read out. i I pay you to do uh, that, Mark. You do, you do it. it. You do. <laughs> you literally do, so I'm going to do it. So old Scott the Silver Surfer Monroe says, good enough. Uh, Nope, not good enough. Oh, good I'm sorry. Enough, Here man. we go. You gotta scroll. Dance the night away is delightful. I've always found it soothing with its gentle medium tempo and angelic harmonies. It's a sweet pop sensibility that we normally find layered within swinging rock and shredding. But here it's stripped down to the core. Sidebar, I don't care for the faster tempo when the song was played live in the early days. To use a Goldilocks analogy, that's too hot. The tempo of the studio version is just right. I appreciate the analogy. Uh, You go on to say David Lee Roth's soaring vocal range is the standout element for me. I'd say he's a bit outside of his wheelhouse on this one, and he nails it. Meanwhile, the decisions he makes with certain uh, intonations during the verses are perfect. We probably have Ted Templeman to thank for that. Sidebar two. It was bonkers amazing when they busted this song out paired with Feel Your Love tonight at the 98 show with Gary. Ooh. That's pretty uh, Eddie Van. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Eddie Van Halen's restraint surprisingly carries into the solo, quote unquote, resection and comes across as carefully planned out. Every note agonized over and matching the song's feel good warmth. His playing here also echoes the incredible lullaby like riff carrying us along. Just lovely melodies that feel like they're being played as we dance under a dazzling summertime night sky. Now, that's what dreams are made of. Well, I uh uh, Ooh. there's I don't know if you can add anything to that because uh, I that's that's very beautifully said, Scott. As you are A little wordy, one to do, <laughs> I mean, Crowd goes nuts. That was great, that's great. That's what the manifestos are for, you know, that's they're right. wordy, but uh, you, they get the point across, and that is that's what we're here for, so. Uh, continuing on with the little festos, our patron Chad says, so here you go. One of those songs that you have heard a million times or maybe a million and 56 Do you like the song because it's good or do you like the song because it's been shoved down your throat a million times? Do you hate the song because it's bad or do you hate the song because it's been shoved down your throat a million times? There are these, th- <laughs> these are the thoughts I wrestle with every time a popular song is put up to the test of merit. This is a fence-sitter for me. I love the music. I love the lyrics. You can sing it. You can bob your head to it. You can use this song as a Van Halen introduction song to someone whom is more on the pop side of life. And with all of that, why am I just meh on the song? Is it because it's a poppy, boring, and safe? Maybe. Or is it because I'm a contrarian who tends to dislike popular things? Most likely. While mm. a great song, for me, the dream is over. Hashtag never need to hear it again. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, but see, this right here. Chad Chad gives us a very perfect example of, because uh, for most of the time when we get uh, people talking about uh, why they voted the way they do, it's usually, we get wordy uh, little mini festos on that based on people voting upwards we rarely get wordy minif- manifestos from people who don't like the song with the exception of maybe Sc- scott i don't even know if you really downvote anything do you uh i downvoted once which one <laughs> once <laughs> Oh, <laughs> once. literally once
2: and you're gonna do a van Halen three yeah. oh, that's gonna be interesting
1: i know yeah yeah so and even then uh and you and you probably and I can't remember off the top of my head I'm sorry uh but you you probably had a lot to
0: say as to the why and we love that I didn't that. know no, loved... I didn't I, I I just wrote once blows
2: <laughs> <laughs> That is you know what that that's correct
1: a... you did
0: <laughs>
1: yes, What you did. more do you and need you...
2: to say That that that's it on, yeah.
1: Honestly that's it that's that's for that song in particular so uh by the way have have fun with uh, this new venture you're about to embark on with Van Halen 3 but uh, but no, all that to say, uh, thank you, Chad, for that. And I, I love uh, the questions that you're posing. Um, do I agree with it? Not necessarily. However, I, I like that you're asking the questions and you give us an honest uh, reason as to why you downvoted. So thank you. We appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Moving on, Scott Everett. Another Scott in our arsenal because we've got a few. Dance the Night Away is great. It's the epitome of what sets Van Halen apart from everyone else. A rocking tune that you can dance to. The harmonies are pure magic. I hate this argument that something isn't good anymore because it's popular. This is some of the same nonsense that people that downvoted Jump gave. Uh, It's popular for a reason. People like it. Fans that love this band almost virtue signal that we are too good for the hits. If you really like Van Halen and you only love the deep cuts... uh, or can you you can if you really like Van Halen can you only love the deep cuts the Van Halen hits were hits because they were and are great so so there we go we got Scott kind of echoing some of my sentiments in the sense of like i feel people downvote certain songs just because they're so popular and it's so obvious uh but then again you know chad brings up the point of do we actually like the song or is it because it's so popular and it's been shoved down our throats that we say Yes, acceptable. We've accepted it. Um, maybe. That's 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 up to the listener to decide. But uh, it's interesting. Interesting, little thought-provoking uh, manifestos I'm enjoying. And Kevin Brown says he agrees with Scott Everett. Uh, he says, I have a guy who listens to my uh, Tom Petty podcast and quite often comments, I like it, but it's overplayed. Whether or not something is popular or played a lot has zero today with whether it's a good song. It wasn't popular or overplayed when it was written and recorded, so just judge it based on that. Uh, And then he goes on to basically call you out, Chaz. uh, (laughs) And I'll I'll read Uh it because, you know, he he pays for it. He says, Chaz, are you downvoting only because you've heard it so many times or because it doesn't stack up to other Van Halen tunes? Uh, For me, it's always been a throwaway pop song. It's nowhere near the top of my Van Halen ladder but I would never turn it off when it comes on. And if it does, I'm always going to sing along with it. Hard agree with Scott Monroe. Two, uh, the recording is the absolute perfect tempo. It's a funny thing about some songs, isn't isn't it, that even uh, 5 BPM faster or slower and they lose some of their magic. Um, so that's a, that's an upvote, I assume, for Kev there since he wasn't too negative. So there you go. All right. It was and... misunderstood
3: and misinformed. I did not downvote this song. No fucking way. Fake news. Fake <laughs> I, I, I
0: fucking think Mark, news. He, he, he mistook Chaz for Chad in that case. He unfairly maligned. Yeah, Chaz. I think I think I think yes. he did. He, he, he
1: unfairly tagged you, maligned. But I, yeah. But so so I, I believe that is the case. But uh, so I I apologize for that. And then on behalf of Kevin, uh, he fucked up. Uh, he will pay <laughs> so, dearly.
3: He will pay dearly. Yes.
1: It's all right. He absolutely will. And then finally we go over uh, to Jeff Brewer who alluded that uh, he had a manifesto waiting and here it is. This song isn't even on my top 10 list of favorite Van Halen tracks, but I think it is the best pure song Ed ever wrote. My favorite tracks tend to showcase Eddie Van Halen's visceral, mind-blowing blend of lead and rhythm playing. Main Street and I'm the One immediately come to mind. However, neither of those come close to the songwriting masterpiece that is Dance the Night Away. It's certainly not an acrobatic song, but the rhythm and lead guitar work in this song is still the work of genius. I've heard people, and even Ed, say he evolved into a better songwriter over the years. But I personally don't think anything he wrote after 1979 was better than this song. Uh, Like Chaz has said, so fun to play, so fun to sing. Absolutely brilliant harmony singing, especially coming from a late 70s hard rock act. Some people complain about no solo, but that little interlude of tapped harmonic triads, occasionally arpeggiated, was pure genius, and as Corey and Mark mentioned during the podcast, fit the song perfectly, absolute upvote. And there you have it. Once well again, done. if you want your, uh, you want your little, uh, your tweets, uh, or if you uh, want to join the discord and have your little manifestos like, uh, these fine people join the Patreon, find the tier that's right for you. I guarantee you we have it. And if we don't let us know, we'll make it. It'll happen. So here we go now and now we have this uh this big wholesome panel uh of of people on the show a couple of newbies that uh haven't haven't been on the show now and they're like i don't know how how they feel about van halen but i guess we'll we'll find out but it is time to do our second favorite thing not our favorite but our second manifestations everybody take a drink here we go wait 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 <laughs> Here we are. We're gonna manifest Wolfie. the uh, the the track that uh, we wanna that we wanna listen to. <laughs> you, that Wolfie. we want the wheel to spin. Got some
3: Romney's uh, Kendall mint cakes for you there, buddy. You know,
6: <laughs>
1: right?
3: Love on it. it by George George Romney Limited and Kendall, the gateway to the English uh,
1: lakes. Uh, Corey, Corey, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you just to sort of. Just because, because you're right there to my immediate right. All right. Uh, given the fact that, wow, look at that wheel, man. The text wow. is so 17 songs. Ooh, so 17 songs
2: left on the wheel. Wow.
1: 17 songs left, you guys. It's crazy. So given uh, given the, the the panel that we have tonight and uh, given what we have left on the wheel, what possibly would you want to hear? What would you want the wheel to spin us tonight?
2: Well, I tell you, we're, we're getting a lot of the usuals in the Discord chat. I won't ruin it. I'll let you read the Discord uh, manifestations, but I'm going to go a little bit outside sure. that. We you know, we had a couple of Sammy tracks last couple of weeks. Uh, we had Dave last week. I'm going to go back to Dave. Uh, I'm thinking maybe something from Van Halen 1 because we still have three tracks uh, from Van Halen 1. So uh, everyone, we've had manifestations for Atomic Punk. We've had manifestations for Jamie's Crying. How about Little Dreamer? That's what I'm going to try and manifest here tonight. So Little Dreamer off oh, uh, of right. Van Halen 1. <laughs>
1: Little dreamer. All right. So, all right. I'll th- throw it over to Rush Rashman himself, Chaz Mataz. Uh, Chaz, you see the wheel there. You see what we have left. Uh, I'm sure you've got a little idea of what you want to manifest on the show tonight. So what is it?
3: Well, I certainly, I already manifested in Discord in terms of getting Josefina oh, out of you the did, way you here. Did. Yeah, but looking at this wheel i mean Shats. one day this is going to be us like down to the end i mean we're like 149 oh. rush songs now <laughs> it's, so it's, when you get it's kind of sad right look at this like oh man it's they coming to the end of an era and then like there's so many great tracks i mean i'd love to hear god so many of these can i change what i did on discord or can sure, i add to it no you're since here. We're live yeah go ahead you can change it
1: only I because would. uh we're feeling generous go ahead
3: okay uh bullethead
1: Yeah, sure. Ah, bullet head, bullet head. There you go. Chaz wants to manifest some bullet head. All right, there we go. So, uh, Mister Shats, how about you? You you're looking at this this wheel here. What we have left? Uh, any one of these uh, tracks stick out to you that you'd like to discuss?
5: Yeah, well, you know, I, I on the wheel, um, what stood out for me was uh, pleasure dome fuck. (laughs) <laughs> but now i'm seeing this and, and that was really interesting i've never heard that that tune the ple- hmm, pleasure dome fuck but then i'm seeing there's fuck <laughs> after a number of these of these songs so i'm I'm assuming pleasure dome fuck is not the actual title of the song no it's no it's just pleasure
2: dome the the fuck is the album title that's from the album for unlawful carnal knowledge so to shorten oh, it yeah, i abbreviate to put it on the wheel that's so funny. it's from the fuck album yes no, we, okay, yes, we've the dubbed the fuck album, album. yeah, yeah <laughs> yes
5: <laughs> all right well uh yeah there's there are still a few good ones i'd love to hear atomic punk
1: nice ah atomic punk often uh manifested and and has eluded us for a long time now so maybe maybe tonight's the night we'll see keep those maybe, manifestation um, um, powers maybe, I, maybe i've got
5: the, the the powers <laughs> That you
1: something. could it's we have had people just join the show and call their shot uh famously eric sinich did it first his very first show called out uh uh it was cabo wabo he called out wasn't it, it is. that yep. first okay. time
3: yeah
1: and and we and we landed on it so i mean it this it might be your time might be your time shats you know eric's Scott. gonna be
3: in he's gonna be in on rush rash in a few weeks nice. so yeah we're having oh, you yeah. in. yeah so thank you guys that's gonna guys. be a
1: real 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 good show it's the yeah. people speaking of good people scott Monroe, man uh let's see you you did oh do you want me to read out what you have on uh the discord
0: hell yeah i'm sticking with josefina
1: <laughs> josefina that's right he's uh he's he's riding this train straight to hell he's he's on the titanic <laughs> and it's going down but uh yeah he's just like he's trying to ma- manifest the final track for van halen 3 he's he's scott he's Monroe, getting man. it he's getting it uh, in now cuz he's getting prepared He's preparing That's for a new uh, venture. <laughs> so Josephina, there it is. God help us. Uh, and uh Mr. Wolfie, sir. How about you? Anything uh on the wheel uh stick out to you that you want to talk about?
4: Well, uh so I'm I'm not uh coming into this as a giant uh Van Halen guy, and my musical background is you know in some different areas, but uh certainly appreciate eddie and the band and i tend to lean uh unlike a lot of your audience more towards sammy and i like my man dope oh i i, I can i i i like that i like the sammy stuff and cabo Wabo is one of my favorite tunes that he does and so yeah, they're very good. I am gonna um manifest when it's love. All right. When it's love. Oh, very
1: good choice. Very good choice. Uh oh, there uh, that it one is. Also, yeah, yeah. That's right. That one also has eluded us. That one, um, which really baffles me, but uh there it is. So good good call, good call. So uh and then uh before I do my manifestation, I'll go over to our Discord. And again, if uh you join our Patreon, you get to be on the Discord and you get to manifest and we say it out loud like josh wants josephina as well very popular i see what he's doing here yeah i i, I see what he's doing i see i see what's happening in here, fairness so, but it's fine
2: okay in fairness uh, i think a lot of our patrons are missing the live shows and we're like three tracks away from competing uh, albums we have house of pain we have josephina and now summer nights actually on 5150 uh we'll finish off that one so If we spin one to uh, finish off an album, then we can do our our ranking live show. So I know uh, folks like like, like Tom are just kind of looking forward to the live show again, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you got to get Van Halen
3: 3. You got to get that done before we hit our season
2: three. You got to have that panel discussion. We we have until the spring to get that done, yeah.
1: We keep we got, joking yeah. that uh, we keep joking that the wheel is gonna throw us a curveball, and that will be like the last one that we the spend. The last one, yeah. Some sort of <laughs> some sort of poetic injustice. I don't know. We'll, we'll find hey, we're out. trying
3: to help uh, that along here. Let me know if I, uh, maybe a little envelope or something could help. I that know, along. I'm not I know. saying nothing, but
1: you know, a maybe little envelope could help that along
3: get that gun done. Yeah, by a certain. Don't time. you try and uh, destroy the, the
1: integrity of my show, Chaz. Find
2: integrity. the votes. Find
3: the votes for that song, would you please? Come
1: on. Find
2: All it. Right. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Who used his godlike powers to uh, spin away uh from uh well it was uh Van Halen One track. Jamie's Crying actually came up oh, when we had the right. uh the Bogus Otis boys back on. That's right.
1: we had to, you know, and I you know again we've we've only used the mulligan a couple of times. It's, we haven't been proud <laughs> of it, but we it's just it, it was necessary. But anyway, Jeff Brewer <laughs> wants somebody to get me a doctor. Yes, Uh, that one's also been uh, often often uh, uh, manifested and eluded Chaz's original Josephina. So he's trying to he's trying to get it over trying to rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Michael Triplett wants House of Pain. He's he's Mm -hmm. ready to get that done so we can do a live show on uh, 1984. So and then Tom, of course, Tom Armbruster wants House of Pain as well, because he absolutely wants to get down on that live show. And uh, and then, of course, josephina by scott monroe so uh there it is man like they're trying these 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 fellas are trying trying real hard to uh to have us put an end to one of these albums that we're so close to for me though i think uh yeah i think uh house of pain is the way to go i think i want to listen to house of pain i think uh it's it's time and i think it's time to talk about 1984 via live so there it is with all my manifestation powers going towards a house of pain. All right. We've got all of our manifestations in. We got them locked. Corey, let's see. We've got six people on the panel. How many lurkers we got?
2: Uh, currently, I believe we have four. So I'll, I'll shuffle this thing uh, ten times. Ten times. Seven, eight, Give nine, it nine, ten. There ten we go. Girl, Wolfie,
3: you, you're running the odds, Wolfie. We got a line on this
4: <laughs>
2: one or what? Oh, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> you're the data man, Chaz.
2: <laughs> all right get ready for a big bad will that's what a uh, big bad bill that's what i'm uh, <laughs> big uh <bad> bill. <laughs> that, that, that's what i'm gonna you know predict is gonna happen but let's uh sammy's been warming up in the back let's see what we come up with here
6: here we go hey look at this uh, oh it's yeah. wet it's low oh, oh, right. no. oh shit. <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: we oh, so oh, nice. Close. So Literally close. by the skin of its teeth, like oh, on the man. just barely above the line. Look at oh. that. Wolfie, Wolfie almost had
2: it. Oh, man.
3: Wolfie called oh. the shot. Yeah, Whoa. Wolfie called it the shot.
2: shot. So You're, close ooh, to Josephina, hey. man. Hot it damn. Was, I thought that was I happening. Thought,
1: I thought that was it. I yeah, thought I, I thought it was happening too. So look at that. First <laughs> time I'm on like the show,
2: he calls his shot and he gets it when it's love. Hot when damn. it's love we are I, I, going I, I back to the Sammy semi- era. I love this <laughs> era.
1: <laughs> Wolfie's our new uh, uh, number 1 fan. I love it. <laughs> That's it. Well, uh well, I don't I don't want to I don't want to say too much about this song without sort of tipping my hand, but I mean, everyone knows how I feel about the the Sammy era and uh I've I have manifested this track a few times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um Without without voting, without saying you know how we feel about it, uh, any any opening remarks before we get started and listen to this track from anybody? Cool. Uh, well then. Uh, well, I will <laughs> keep an open gonna, mind. I was letting somebody else go first. Uh, you know, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. no, receipt. no. Hey, maybe maybe it's best. Maybe it's best we just sort of let it play out a little bit and uh, yeah, yeah. see where we're at. But um, this one, uh, I'll ju- I will just say. This is one of those, uh, at least for me, a, a good example of really listening to what uh, Sammy can do. And that's what I'll say. Um, mm-hmm. So, Corey, uh, if, if everybody, if you guys are ready, uh, what do you say we get this thing started?
2: Well, I wanted to point out one more thing. Oh, this, yeah. This finishes off OU812. So, we did finish off an Ooh, album here tonight. Damn. So our wow. next live show. We're going to be ranking OU812, and that's going to be interesting. I oh, can't that's that going to be, yeah, it is going to be
1: interesting. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. It's just, we're
2: bringing Festivus back for this live show. <laughs> Festivus. Yeah, the Festivus that's of Hill Halen Records apparently is OU812. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go to arguably the biggest hit-off of OU812, one of the most recognizable Sammy tracks. Uh, this is from all the way back in 1988, When it's love.
1: So right away, I already know uh, the voting is going to go a particular way anyway, because not only is this a, a Sammy era tune, but we're going to start off with the very thing that apparently the Sammy haters just can't stand about this era of Van Halen. and it's the it's the synth and the keys they just can't stand it they hate it like oh it's so it's just so bad the the synth and the keys why would Van Halen do that it's like so I don't know I'm just I'm I'm being uh facetious but I just had to point that no, out no like, no 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 right.
3: asked ask now answer please because you're right mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I mean Oh, those keys. Uh, it was, just, you know what? It's Van Halen light. That's all. And, you know, I guess that's cool if you're standing around and other light music comes on and you're like, you got to be there anyway. And it's on and you can't help it. And then Van Halen comes on. You're like, oh, okay. There's some Van Halen. Fuck. Yeah. I,
4: I would say, though, I mean, you know, the, the keyboards come in and it's and it is it is light and it is is poppy sounding and it is ballady and all that stuff but I think Sammy's vocal on the tune is really powerful. The voice, you know, like the way, you know, Eddie's guitar playing. Yeah. He, he, he hits really hard when, when he's, when he's, you know, ripping out these, these riffs and, and leads uh, with guitar. But I I feel like Sammy's voice in the tune is just really, really strong, really solid, like not like fluffy, not poppy. It's like powerful, I feel like.
2: Now, uh, uh, Shatz is a drummer. I want to get his opinion because we have have a little side stick going on there and and some nice cymbal work. Uh, What what do you think about like side stick uh, on like a power bell like this and and what Alex is doing kind of on, on the cymbals there?
5: Well, it, it goes along with the beginning of the track with the with the synth and um, he's keeping time um, and some cymbal swells is nice, but it comes in hot and heavy. And I always loved Alex Van Halen's drum sounds uh, when he used the rototoms in uh, 1984 and his snare drum sound is fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people people die to get his snare drum sound. Uh, so, uh, when, when it and kicks the double in,
4: bass shots,
5: um, I don't,
4: well, uh, the pedals,
5: some double bass work. Uh, I, I don't think I really know him, uh, much as a, as a double, like a driving double bla- double bass player. Um, but his toms and his, uh, snare drum sound, uh, is always just right there and, and in your face.
0: Well, it's a great point with the uh, intro here. I mean, to me, I'm really tuning into what Alex is doing. Yes, the keys are there, but to me, it's really Alex that is, you know, the star here so far, and just kind of uh, taking us along.
2: One hundred percent. It's those accents that to me uh, sets it apart. So it's a very, it's a, it's a very nice melody that we're playing on the keys. Uh, not everyone in the in the chat agrees. Uh, Jeff Brewer says when it's lame, respin. Uh, and then he said uh, <laughs> love walks in part two yeah, uh, which yeah. uh,
3: it's a very mature van halen that's it i think yeah. it's, a, it's a mature van halen that i, I would suffer so. through on light yeah. fm that's about it
2: tom armbruster yeah. says i'm not a fan of the click and the keyboard uh jeff wow. comes back and says sam's most notorious out of place phlegm hack in a love song Uh, But Scott Everett, you know, you
3: asked about that side sticking. It's disruptive to the keys. I would rather he was not doing that. Actually, yes.
2: Okay. I I, I think I'm usually not a fan of of it, but I I, kind of liked it here. But I'm usually not a fan. Mm -hmm. I I can kind of see your point.
1: I don't know if it's out of place, but uh, we we I guess we'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to it in about you know a second.
2: (laughs) But uh, uh, Scott squared Scott Everett. The keys are great. Set the tone for a great great song, and bang is about to rock. Damn right. Oh, yeah. So let's get back into it, shall we? OK, be, before we get into the big one here, uh, I, I'm kind of doing some reading uh, on this song and diehard Van Halen fans who like to crack on Sammy. It's usually about his lyrics. Uh, here we have some very generic. Everybody's looking for something, something to fill in the holes. He He's not, you know, elevating the, the form at all lyrically here. But is it working for you guys? I always thought the lyrics kind of worked for, for what this song is. You know, it's not, you know, one of his bigger think pieces or if he ever did really a think piece other than the uh, arm wrestling movie uh, song over the top, uh, winner takes mm-hmm. it all. That's what it's called. I love that song, but um, I, yeah. the lyrics in this one never really bothered me. Did they bother anybody else?
1: No, it absolutely fits. I mean, based on, yeah. uh, you know, not to, uh, we're only just sort of in the beginning stages of the, of the song, but we know it, uh, the way it's structured, the way the song is and like, Maybe they consciously went out of their way to make a uh, sort of a pop ballad. If that's the case, then then it's in, an intentional choice uh, to have the lyrics this way. But even if it wasn't intentional, it still fits uh, to me. I've never had a problem with these lyrics.
3: It fits, but to the point I think that Scott made, it's generic. I mean, it's just, you know, there's, you know, and then when it gets into the chorus, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's just a little cheesy. I don't think this one, lyrically, I don't think it stood the test of time. It is a little too generic.
2: Not that it's a bad thing. I mean, and and this was ultimately Van Halen's third biggest hit uh, behind Jump and Why Can't This be Love. Jump hit number one. Why Can't This be Love hit number three. This hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100.
3: Or is it what Lars says? It's stock. It's kind of stock pop Van Halen. It's kind of what it became, right? This was like such a blueprint song. There were a lot of songs that came after that had flavors of this, too
1: i think it's fucking stock what which part of that is unclear to you
2: i got you chaz i'm ready for you <laughs> right <laughs> oh, boy. all right uh just going back to the chat here oh yeah
3: yeah okay. hold on though they, yep. there was an interesting blend in the mix so um there to me the, the way uh, through especially the the verse here um the keys and the guitar are really so tight in the mix that they're kind of blending together. And I really wish the song might've been stronger for me if they had just brought the guitar up a little bit more, honestly, because it's still got a a good Van Halen groove feel to it. But like that, that I can't tell at a certain point, what's the synth and where's his guitar in just this mix in my headphones. So I wish the guitar had more punch to it.
2: You know, that's fair. And I think OU812 gets a lot of grief uh, for its mix. Uh, as does 5150 to a lesser extent, but only one yep. 2 I think, is the big offender. So that when everybody heard they were doing remasters of the Sammy era, oh, you're going to do a remix, too? And no, we're not getting a remix. We're just getting a remaster. Right. So uh, the shitty mix is going to sound a bit better. But that shitty mix, unfortunately, is still going to be there. For this song, doesn't stick out to me as bad. Uh, Tom in the chat says, I don't have any issue with the lyrics. Uh, so I, I agree with him there. Uh, Scott Everett says, the lyrics work. Uh, so good that he's keeping it about uh, love and and not cheesing it out with sexual innuendos and this love song is not about aliens so good job by sam there you go (laughs) at least it's not about aliens there you go and uh, tom says i like van Halen brand cheese i I think that that's kind of what it comes down to doesn't it like whenever van Halen's gonna do cheese at least it's it's good quality cheese it's not government cheese We're talking about that high-quality Velveeta shit that you guys have in the States there. American Velveeta is not
6: real cheese.
3: No, no, no. This is sold and distributed by Roma Foods. Symbol of quality all over this cheese, huh? That's what we're hearing.
2: All right, Mark's back. Let's keep her rocking. All right, so there's those vocals that Wolfie was talking about that I think kind of separates the Sammy era from the Dave era. You can look at the Dave era for being harder hitting, uh, better lyrically, sure, uh, better grooves, sure, but the the Sammy era, like Sammy is a singer. Uh, we, we talk about those powerhouse oh, yeah. vocals. He's showcasing it uh, on this uh, chorus, and and then we got uh, you know the harmonies going with them. Like uh, that, that's one thing like Eddie and and uh, Mikey really harmonize very well with Sammy Hagar.
0: And to me, the chorus here, really what elevates it beyond the generic, you know, you have, like you were just talking about, Sammy's stellar vocal performance. You got Mikey's harmonies and the call and the response. This is really where it ratchets up for me and it becomes not so generic anymore.
1: Same. It's the hook.
5: Mm-hmm. It's the thing that that draws you in. But I was going to comment before. Was Van Halen ever about the lyrics?
1: Oh, Dave's had the some more, The more and more... The more and more we go through this show, and the way we because never in my life have I analyzed more about uh, uh, this band than when we started this show, because it just became apparent that we had to if we were gonna dive in to all, all the tracks the way we're doing. And it has become apparent that uh, lyrics have always been kind of secondary. And especially i mean cuz they kind of have to when you're in a band with uh Alex and Eddie Van Halen because they are steering the ship they're the captains they are the ones uh setting the navigation uh D- Dave and, and Sammy for lack of a better phrase are just kind of uh keeping up you know setting you know helping uh sort of you know i don't i, I ran out of uh ship analogies but you get what i'm saying uh mm-hmm. but it, it so then it becomes a conversation of all right, but the the lyrics might not be uh, you know the greatest poetry we've ever read. However, do they fit the song based on the musical structure? And a lot, oftentimes, even though I think a lot of uh, Dave's lyrics are a bit or a bit hokey, he is really, really good, as it turns out, with uh, his metaphors and he's really good about telling a story regardless. Sammy, on the other hand, is either very uh, on the nose with what he's trying to say or he is just so far out there that I just I struggle to uh, figure out if he gives a shit or he doesn't Um, because and everybody will bring it up. I'll do it first. Like the the track up for breakfast, for one thing, is is probably (laughs) some of the not only is it lyrically one of the worst things i've i've seen from van halen is probably lyrically one of the worst set of lyrics i've ever seen in music um and that's saying a lot considering i've read so many beyonce songs and <laughs> anyway uh but but oh, never come on this is the
3: same guy that wrote dick in the dirt come on
1: yeah yeah he and, said uh, worse and here's you don't here's, need a second he has and there are a lot of bands especially from a particular era like this era uh that were doing the same thing um yeah. and whether whether or not people say that that was more acceptable or not i think people put van halen on a higher pedestal because it's a higher caliber band for uh based on who you're comparing it to and of course there's the discourse between who's the better singer? Is it, uh, you know, Sammy or Dave? And of course you say singer and that's one thing Lyricist, And that's a completely different conversation. So, um, when you ask, are the lyrics important in Van Halen? The, the real cop-out answer is honestly not really, but yet because of the show and because we're doing this, we, we, we have to point them out and we have to, and when they, when they work, they work. And when they don't, they don't. It doesn't matter who's singing it. So that's that's sort of my answer to to that quandary.
2: I don't know. I'd put anything on Fair Warning up against anything from All You Eight One Two in terms of lyrics. But that's just me.
3: Yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> in mean, with you. And this chorus. Oh God, this one just gets me. Like, come on, couldn't you come up with something else? Yeah. How do I know when it's love? I
2: can't tell you. Well, who
3: said it? Yeah. Lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do I know when it's lame? Yeah. Yeah. The, the chorus in this one's <laughs>
2: really lame. They, uh, Tom, so uh, let me th- let me th- I, I think they up. say I'm today sorry.
1: cringy. <laughs> let me see if I understand this. You're bothered by the chorus because of the question Sammy's asking, or just what the lyrics actually are? Because the question has, he's asking, the the way he's asking okay. it, it's
3: just like, oh gosh, I want to hide in the corner if I'm at the high school dance. No, it's just corny. It's goofy. It's uh, not Van Halen. Uh-huh. You don't ask how do I know when it's love when you're Van Halen. Come on! <laughs> this is answer, not a question Van Halen should have been asking. And, and the answer is sorry. I can't tell you. <laughs> but it lasts forever. It'll last forever. Oh, okay. Finally. Oh gosh, how do I know? I, it's uh, love. Come on, it's so goofy. It's so lame. It's 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 Van Halen light. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I I I guess I just don't you know like I don't know that the whole it's like lame. Van Halen Van Halen would never ask when it's love like well uh, uh, no, number one yes they would because they did. Number two, oh, uh, fuck. At this point, I, you're like, how can you? How can you say they would never do something when, like, Mark, look what all of they did in the past? Look,
3: look, Well, that's where I was at at the time, but now, you know, I mean, shit, I'm I'm close to saying I'd rather hear up for breakfast. I Ooh. mean, honestly, because Ooh. to me, that's more in the spirit of that's a personal
1: choice i guess you know but, you i mean know. you know cherries on bananas <laughs> you know. no sir no
2: to the lunch
3: pail you know uh, i've goofed on that as much as you have so no i'm not there i mean but <laughs> but honestly it's actually more in the spirit of my van halen than this song sorry
2: <laughs> well, uh, scott everett I would, uh... was in high school at the time and it was perfect for 1988 and he's 100 right on that one in 1988 this song was huge and for good reason because mm-hmm. this is what People wanted every rose has its thorn. People wanted when it's love. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, yo, God, we want to talk about some stupid ass lyrics from the time every rose. Hey, look, us. I'm glad fuck, the fuck band
3: off. had a hit, and I'm glad everyone <laughs> loved it. I'm glad it was so huge. It's just not not my flavor of Van Hill. and that's all. It's still out. I mean, there. that's
1: it's, that's fair. But I will. I will. Uh, my final rebuttal is that uh, this chorus, whether you know whether you you <laughs> like what he's saying or not. Is you say it's not Van Halen. It's like, well, actually it is, because most of Van Halen choruses are only the title, and that's it. That's all that's they're true. saying is the title <laughs> of the song. So yeah.
3: that's
1: you true. know, yeah. true. Fair uh, enough. We'll we'll
2: give the
5: final word on this to
2: Jeff Brewer. <laughs> I never
5: paid much attention to Van Halen lyrics. It's it's what the vocalist is adding to the song and the vocal melody. Um, and the lyrics were just kind of an an afterthought for me, except some mm. of Dave's, um, uh, stuff his uh, his ad lib stuff is very cool. And, and, uh, his showmanship with all of that, but l- lyrically, I just, just, is your vocal melody adding to the song or detracting from it? That's about it.
2: You know, that's a good point. And we got a moment coming up, uh, in the second verse that really doesn't work, but I wanted to go right back to, uh, Jeff Brewer who says, I just don't listen to Van Halen for songs like this. I prefer to listen to Journey for this stuff. They make better songs like this. And he says, Chaz is exactly right, which is the first time anyone on the planet Earth has said Chaz is exactly right. Oh,
3: take a screenshot of that. All right. Thank you, sir. (laughs) That's your good buddy, Jeff Brewer, who uh, says Chaz is exactly right. Kind
4: of a backhanded compliment there, Chaz.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
3: No, you weren't reading the screen. It was fair. It was good.
2: All right. Let's get back to it here. All right, that line has always bugged the shit out of me. We're going back to Schatz's point about it's never so much about the lyrics, it's how it's delivered. Teach you your final love lesson. That's such a clunky line, and he doesn't deliver it well. Uh, I'm doing a show right now on Metallica, mm-hmm. and we're talking about how James Hetfield, how he delivers a line. Nine times out of ten, it's it's perfect. He really kind of elevates the material. There's that one time where it's a kind of a clunker. To me, that line was always a clunker. Teach you your final love you lesson. Know, Just the way it kind of flows out of the mouth, yeah. it, it doesn't work. Yeah, I couldn't even know. Yeah, it's like a like, Joe Elliott kind of
3: moment. Joe Elliott from Def Leopards still so yeah, does that a lot. You your,
1: teach you your final lesson and love doesn't fit the the line. You know, it doesn't. No. It doesn't fit in the. Uh, you know, so he's got a
4: the arc <laughs> of the story. The arc. Yeah. You think there's an arc to this story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what Mark was getting at. That it wasn't story I just the arc mean. Of the story. I just
1: mean like it, it wasn't. It was. Uh, you can't. You can't uh, rephrase it because the just the phrase of the. Uh, of that bar, yeah, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't just doesn't work any you, way uh, you do it. Tried to reword yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've well, never, I mean, I, smart. again, I've I never, n- I never bothered me. Bothered I that. never jumped. Yeah. At it all. didn't bother it me good. either, but, uh, but I get it. I get what you're saying though.
4: I was always, now it's probably going to buy his, uh, Corey.
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jeff Brewer his says Corey is exactly right. We Chaz, we got to make sure this show is recorded for posterity. Cause Jeff has now said you and me are exactly right. That's never happened. What you got, Scott?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was always more confused by his intonation on focus. Uh, to me, it kind of sounded like he was saying fungus or something. It's just oh, kind yeah. of a weird <laughs> way he delivers focus Well, that's a good there. call.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, That's something Joe Elliott would do. He would, like, pronounce it that way. So it's focus, but he'd say fungus, like fungus, <laughs> right? That That's what happens a lot. I, I hate that shit. It's yeah. just so awkward. Because then, like, you sit down, like, say you like the song, you want to sit down with acoustic guitar, you want to play it for somebody, then you get this awkward kind of, like, thing you got to deliver, and it just makes for a bad situation. Come on.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Scott Everett, uh, we're going to go back to the chat, says, I think change is hard for some people. And as the music and sometimes lyrics matured, I won't say the lyrics matured here, not everyone is able to mature with it. Some people just want to stick with their party, Van Halen. Uh, And and that's fair. Obviously, Van Halen is... Transitioning here, uh becoming something big in every band does this, you know. Uh talking about going back to Metallica. You know, how many fans want Metallica to just be I want Metallica from Kill 'em all to Anne Justice, and that's it. Everything else sucks. But you know the, No, the band, one back, one back. Oh, okay. Not even Justice. we're going master. No. Okay. <laughs>
1: yes. Well <laughs> stop there. I mean, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they were never Metallica was never going to be their old thrashy self without Cliff, and that's just the yeah, that's just the true. truth. Good point. It is. You know. Yeah it is oh. and you know you can't for Van Halen I guess uh you can't you can't party all the time you can you have to take some breaks No. Um, I mean because like said- Dave Dave tried to party all the time too and where has that gotten him Look at him now. Yeah,
3: I think you and I are in alignment there. (laughs) He's banging on hotel doors, asking people if they remember
1: him. But I mean, but the word I always use for this band is dynamic. Okay, like if you're doing party all the time music, then suddenly you're stuck in a box and you're stuck in this one uh, particular thing. Van Halen has always been uh, a dynamic band. They can go outside the box. They can do whatever the hell they want if they want to do it because that's just how good they are. This is an example of we can do the power ballad, sure. You know, part of me, part of me really hopes and again, folks, I'm not an expert and I'm not a rock historian. I want that uh, noted. I have to mention it every show. But I like to think that they they purposely made this song uh for the uh intention of you know what? They don't think we can do like a powerful rock ballad. Yeah, we can. Uh, Let's show. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. And so to my point, right, the the idea that Van Halen would be represented in some musical group somewhere that I wouldn't expect it. And I could be like proud of, hey, yeah, that's Van Halen, you know, so like like in a crowd where they're not used to listening to Van Halen, you know, it's a nice kind of entry point. It's very pedestrian. It's very safe. It's very pop. It's, you know, the best of the sound of all of that but just overall man right there it's just gosh how do i know when it's and, uh
1: and van look halen. and well, not for nothing <laughs> not not for nothing but you know what audience really loves the strong power ballads the ladies uh-huh. and van halen love the yep, ladies yep. so uh ba- if you want most bands if if they can get the ladies on board then they're that means that they've done something right oh so I... it's not just a it's not just a dude fest all the time i, I tell you
2: what did, did a young Corey morrisette touch his first boob at the age of 14 at a school dance to win its love possibly
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right well, we All right, we got a lot to unpack there. We got the bridge leading into the oh, uh, yeah. into the guitar solo, and then a guitar solo that's just a little too down on the mix for me. Chaz, let's start with you. What do you think of all that?
3: So the solo for me was one where I really realized he was going for that bluesy kind of Clapton sound there um, on this record. Uh, this was one of the first things that stood out to me, and was like, "Oh, is bluesy." And then there are a number of other tracks on this album that where he kind of goes down that path more so than i think i ever really called out before mm-hmm. um and he certainly he did a lot after that but this was really the first one where i was like oh he's going for like a clapton kind of lose tone in this in still trying to be eddie too um but where again it wasn't hitting it for me is that the tone wasn't there and even when he went into the the uh, finger tapping at the end, his tone was just not, again, it was kind of stuck in this kind of bluesy, saturated tone that, that I'm not, used, or not, not not so saturated, but more clean, that I'm not used to hearing Eddie to, you know, take that technique in through. So it was kind of like it didn't stand out. So there was nothing really stand out about it other than it just sounded like really different when I first heard it.
2: And the, the fact that he's, he's really, it's got it's a real nod to Clapton, which, yeah, it, it kind of kind of separates it to me a little bit too what do you think mark sounds like cream
1: you know yeah. like that uh that solo is very very kind of a cream inspired to me when i hear it um i do agree with you Corey. though i think it's uh the solo is a little bit further back in the mix than i would like but um mm-hmm. i don't know that it, be, because of the nature of the song though it um it's still Sound quality wise, it's it still kind of works. I would like to for it have to have been brought out a little bit more, but it still works. I can still hear the notes very clearly. Uh matter of fact, in my younger days, this was one of the solos uh I would hum to myself all the time and then crack myself up at the end when you know Eddie's like le- letting loose a little bit more and I'm trying to yeah that. Yeah, literally doing like doing that and crack myself up. But I don't know. I've always I've always uh Thought that it's it should be a source of pride that you've written a really good solo when people can sing it back to you, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like a lot of people got real familiar with this solo, and that's you know that's that's not easy to do. That's that's really not easy to do. But it's Van, it's Eddie Van Halen we're talking about, and he he did this stuff all the time. So um, I think the solo absolutely works for the song. Um, it it is very clapped and inspired and you can hear that and that's and that's perfectly fine my only uh uh problem with it is the fact that it's, it's just a little bit uh, I wish it were brought out a little bit more and um I don't hate the tone uh I'm not sure what he's doing maybe he's like uh he's switching his pickup a little bit more I don't know I'm not sure but uh I, I feel like I, I kind of wish it was just a little bit more uh <laughs> crunchy like maybe the, yeah, the distortion was just a little bit like just yeah. a, just a little bit not a lot a little not more lot, gain. not to take just a little
3: gain not cigar. to over yeah.
1: yeah 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 not to overpower everything else but just a little bit more just to kind of give it uh more of that little ballsy edge i guess to it but having said all that i i think it absolutely works though
5: how about you Wolfie? i think it's a tasty solo um and i think mm-hmm. it fits the song and it's, it, it is Clapton-esque, but it's definitely Eddie.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now let's go to Wolfie. Since shots cut me off, bugger.
5: Oh, sorry, man.
4: <laughs> Did you, you wanted to get my take, Corey, on the Yeah, absolutely. On, on the guitar? I I like it. I, I think it works really well. I'm a big fan of Clapton. I like that tone. I like that style that he was playing um and uh i i i agree i think it i think it fits i think it fits with the song i think it elevates the song um and you know uh yeah when the solo comes in that ma- in that tune it makes me happy yeah
2: all right scott you got the final word my friend <laughs> yeah,
0: that solo has a lot of personality to it, I think, and I think Mark really said it best. It's memorable. It it just sticks with you. Um, you can remember the notes, um, and let's not forget the bridge before it too. That's I I, I dig the bridge. Um, I I like hearing uh, Sammy and Mikey come in together there. Um, I that whole section really works for me.
2: Perfect. All right, let's get back to it. <laughs> I just got to call out Alex. There you with go. A yeah, great that was little, tasty. That was tasty. And Alex with that great little role uh, during that yes. session, kind of leading back <laughs> into the chorus. G- yeah, gotta give they the sounded like love. themselves right there. <laughs> got to give the drummer some love. I know Shatz is going to back me up on that one, but Alex is doing some really good stuff uh, in that section.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when I was uh, in, my, in my younger days, when I was just sort of developing uh, the vocal ability, I always thought if I can find a way to, if I can, just sing half as good as the way Sammy sounds and when it's love, like, especially in this section when he's just, he's singing, he's real high in his upper register uh and he's just nailing it. I thought it was like, if I can do that, if I can get up to that, I think it's like, I think I'll have something like I, I'll know in my brain, I was going like, I'll know I'm a talented vocalist. If I can do that, if I can get my upper range up to Sammy's level. Let's hear um, it. Whether or not, whether that's or not it. I ever did is uh, is that's that's a debate I leave for everybody. Oh, come on, else, let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> give us a it's so, love. Let's go. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh.
3: Well, well, I gotta say, I'm much more comfortable you with him going there in a song <laughs> 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 on your uh, all fans or whatever. Your um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my all yeah. fans. <laughs> that's it. But uh, I'm much more comfortable with with Hagar going that place in a song like Dreams. What he just did in this song, like the ah, ah you, you feel it? I hate that part. That's like my least favorite part of this song. That and wow. Mikey's response to it—way too high for me. And I thought, like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable, and I don't know why.
1: Get all like, is it weird the is, are you are you saying the uh, high singing is is uncomfortable for you?
3: In this in this song in particular and those those oh, lines. Okay. That, you know, can you feel it? And the way he calls it out that way, the way he sings it. This just has never rubbed me the right way at all. no Are you find me it, called in song like Dreams?
1: Passion. It's called passion check. I can
3: take his passion in dreams. I can take it when he's really in it and he's really it's just like you cannot stop it. It's a force of nature. This feels a little forced for the pop sensibility and the radio hit and the big hollywood machine that you know kind of van hill and some of the van hagar music became i'm sorry this was mm. just kind of what started for me <laughs> it was like he didn't really need to do that like it, it for me it was a little out of place and it was way too high and just ah could do without it mm. All right. that's just me but i appreciate that he can go that high it just I, and I would take it in I another place. I think he place. sounds.
4: Re- I think he sounds really good at that upper register in this song, and yeah. it's. I think it's powerful when he's that all the way up there. But he's just nailing it too. He's right yeah. on the tone and right on the melody, and uh, it. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's such an impressive range, right, vocally, and that he can that he can maintain that clarity at the very top of that register i think it's really
1: <laughs> that profound. yeah i very strong that all the all those points like i echo that's like if it'd be one thing if he was doing it and it you could hear the strain in his voice and he's like oh sammy don't do that man you're 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 destroying yourself but like no, no no he 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 did it multiple times and he's just he is in it yeah, and nailing it. it i was yeah. yeah i was gonna say chaz like if he had a problem with high singing i was like well you're going to have a bad time on rush rash. The more you keep (laughs) doing it, (laughs) (laughs) because Kenny Lee's voice very famously, very high.
3: Hey, like, uh, you know, I hey, man, yeah, the, you know what, we don't, we're just like you guys, you know, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Rush has different eras, just like Van Halen, you know, I mean, same singer, but three distinctive vocal styles, or at least five, or what do we say, Chat? seven have we landed? How many eras of Rush, right? There's so many.
5: Seven. <laughs> oh, t- uh, yeah,
3: about seven different chapters. Right? There are, <laughs> yeah. over that longer career, right? So, yes, there are some songs that way. And like I said, man, uh Hagar's mm. got plenty of examples, like When Eagles Fly, or that other other two these things i mean he's got yeah. examples where he soars with the angels man and he's truly brilliant and i don't take any of that away from him you guys know that i've been very fair yeah, with Sandy, yeah but this one just feels like he they they forced a lot in to get a big radio hit and it worked okay that's all i'll <laughs> say and it was successful
2: yeah
1: fair enough
3: fair they enough. were great yeah. plenty of people love it and i'm in the minority but for a reason <laughs> spoiler well, alert for how this how this episode ends <laughs>
5: <laughs> I have a, a, a quick question for uh, any of you that have seen them perform this song live. So it sounds, can you feel that note, the feel uh, note is right spot on and I, I question how many takes did that take to get that note perfect and could he reproduce it live.
2: That's a good question, because actually no. my point was going to be on the, can you feel it? I thought he was straining a little bit and kind of struggling, especially on the <laughs> feel it part.
5: Yeah, straining to hit that up, point, but the note yeah. is spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not pitchy. It's it's right on the money. Uh, but how many times did it take to, to get it right? And, and can like I said, has anybody, have any of you seen him perform it live? And can he do it?
2: I never have, but uh, maybe I'll play a little live clip of this song uh, when we're finished the uh, the album cut uh, to see how mm. he hits it because he definitely doesn't get as high as he does there. I know he's talked about the difficulties he had on Dreams and, and how the, mm. the the you know Don Landy and all that was really pushing him uh, yeah. on, on Dreams to, to to kind of get up there and stuff. So, but I it's really a masterpiece really... what he yeah. did on Dreams. Yeah. It, it really. Master- is. So I'm really more is. yeah,
1: I'm more concerned with his like uh, his his voice after that one than I am on this one.
2: Uh, Scott Everett says Sammy always did a great job with this one in concert. So uh, Scott uh, Monroe, did you have anything to add to this one before we uh, keep going?
0: No, and actually, I, I think uh, in 2004 when I saw him, you know, they played this. Um, might not have been the best test case uh, with the uh, state that the band was in at the time, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never been disappointed with the Sammy performance live. Um, he, he tends to to hit it, you know, um, when whatever the song is. Um, so. No, I think, uh, it, again, the, uh, the, the range that Sammy displays here is really that that's kind of always often the highlight for me of, of, uh, most Sammy tracks, you know, it's what makes his era so distinctive. Um, you know, I, uh, Dave has his own things that he does really well. And, uh, Sammy is, uh, really, um, in the song and dreams, what, whatever the case may be, uh, he's displaying his strengths and, uh, he, that, that high register is really impressive at times. Um, and, uh, the, you know, uh, I think uh, paired with Mikey, uh, we can't forget about Mikey. Um, it, right. it really takes it to another level for me.
2: Your bro, Scotty E in the chat says he saw them every tour with Sammy. He backed out of that in, in 2004, and I'm sure he won't try it now. I guarantee he probably won't try that note now when he's going oh, out on the no. best no, of all. Not. <laughs> Especially no. if he was backing out of it no, no. four.
3: Sammy went out and he, he hit it every night. He was out there on the stage and he knew where he was playing and he was a professional, no doubt. You know, Dave had a much different presentation life. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's much different goals, much different goals.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, difference Sammy, between uh, he, Dave and Sammy. Sammy put out a la- live album a few years ago with the Wabos. And uh, when he sings, when it's love, he does a duet with uh, Gary Schroen. He called Gary Schroen out. on
2: Oh no,
3: really? shit. Oh yep. no, really? I got to hear that. Yep. Okay. I'll Good listen to that. it.
2: Well, I'll, I'm pretty sure I can, uh, I'll, I'll find the best live clip I can here. Uh, probably from live right. right here right now but uh, before we get to there we got to finish off the uh the album version here so let's keep going
1: yeah let's do it, I know when it
2: All right, I'm being very distracted by uh, Chaz's um, pornographic <laughs> uh, hand singles that he's making there, but I, I, I really kind of like how they went from just the, the, the keyboard melody and, and then uh, uh, Alex plays a great little run uh, and, and then and then we kind of get back into the song proper. I really always kind of get yeah, that part of the song. Yeah, something
3: a little lighter. We're going to go, la, 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 <laughs> la. Fucking Van Halen, no. Sorry. This, so the end of the song is really what killed it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh. It's a call and response, man. They're trying to get the audience involved and like feeling in love. You know, everyone's everyone's feeling it. That's the that's the point, it's called passion. You you heartless monster. Uh, As Dave (laughs) would say,
3: use my hand, I won't look.
2: You like Def Leppard. Like Def Leppard made a career (laughs) out of songs like this.
3: Death Leopard is a totally different experience than what <laughs> I expect from my Van Halen. Right. <laughs>
2: you ain't, yeah, and, sure.
3: And which era of Death Leopard are we talking about? Oh, let's not get
2: started there.
3: They oh, started I, like, I know
2: you man. love your euphoria. That's your <laughs> two hands record? or one hand?
3: That,
6: yeah, those <laughs> are the eras. Two,
2: <laughs> two.
3: <laughs> no but i love parts of one up until you know and then so yeah so we're giving too much away but season four of the regarding series is gonna be regarding <laughs> slang
2: oh can i be on just, that show just for brown you i absolutely I, can. I i would co-host that motherfucker with you because i yeah, i don't you can't even right. see it i i met death leopard uh the, the the pictures right there i saw them on viva hysteria and i got to meet oh. the band and saw them do hysteria uh
3: nice you know, front to back we can swap stories i met them as well and so wolfie we got our co-host for season four there he is i've been trying to Corey get a
2: show off the ground forever and no one would do one with right. me so
3: i'm regarding in. slang maybe regarding we can slang. even have kevin brown come on and maybe we can turn him around
2: oh fuck i i tried playing uh, yeah. kevin oh, die Hard hunter the other day it did not go well <laughs> can't wait to hear that i hope you got it
1: recorded. <laughs> Yes. What do you say we uh finish this one out though? Yes sir, I'll let's do it. Off. it.
2: you have it third biggest closer... of all time for van halen yeah, yeah. the closer for us oh you eight one now there
1: you <laughs> <Yeah>. go <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> oh. yeah so when it's love yes uh the power ballad of the van hagar era uh one of one of a few but uh the most uh the, the biggest one i would say so and i think uh at based on the chart readings you just gave uh that would uh that would apply so well i'm just gonna throw it over to uh mr poopy pants over there uh, chaz (laughs) mataz and just uh you'll you'll be the uh you'll be the first one you'll be the first one i ask hey chaz when it's love from ou812 is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over let's say you Explain yourself. <laughs>
3: After all it that. It is 50.1. 50, 50. I can't oh. downvote it, because like I said, if I was in mixed company listening to someone else's Light FM and this song came on, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Van Halen's represented. But, ah, fuck. It's still kind of embarrassing and don't really want to dwell on it. But, uh, you know, the um, song itself, I mean, look, I don't know why Corey has never queued in on this, but... I think it's it's actually it's a sex song and it's about his boner. How do you know when it's love? You can feel it. And he wants to make it last forever. It's gonna last Why forever. Why am not clued in on this? Go back and read the lyrics. Go back to the beginning and just scroll through it with that with that filter now in mind. It's about his boner so it's kind of tongue-in-cheek it's just something you feel <laughs> together
2: there you go yeah
3: <laughs> uh, come on this is what i'm saying how do you know when it's love 90 well, percent of sammy well, Hagar songs
2: are about his boner we all know i'm gonna this.
3: tell you how you know it's when it's love it's when you feel it oh well, when am i gonna feel it when we feel <laughs> it together come on it's his boner so you know what i still think there's a little tongue-in-cheek in it. As sincere as they were trying to be i do think that there was a little bit of a a joke in it, so I'm fifty point one guys. So don't go. This isn't like major news. This is barely there.
1: <laughs> Chaz is using uh, the method I use about uh, nine inch nail songs, where I I argue every single one of them is about sex in some way. Uh, he's <laughs> like that's that's his uh, Sammy Hagar excuse. So all that's right, it. fair enough. Well, there you go. in a in a surprise move, even for himself, he couldn't downvote it. So there's one to go. So. Uh, I'm gonna throw it over to uh, Mr. Wolfie, Greg Wolf, man. All right, so uh, you've heard it, you've you've had uh, some thoughts on it, but now you, we give your final thoughts. I ask you, uh, is when it's love, what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? I give it the thumbs up. What
6: dreams are made
4: of. Um, I, you know, I think it. It's in keeping with this album i i already said i like the sammy stuff i like his vocals on it you know i don't totally disagree with chaz i mean there's there's a lot of cheese there in that in that pop ballad but um i still it's it's a it's a good song and it's it's a fun song and you know in terms of the variety of stuff that they've got on ou812 I, you know, I like that it's there, uh, you know, and, and it's distinctive and, and, uh, so yeah, I give it the thumbs up.
1: right on. There you go. All right. Love it. Shats. We throw it over to you. Uh, uh another, uh, newbie to the show when it's love, how does it fare for you? Is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I gave it an up.
6: Oh,
5: yeah. And uh I, you know, I think uh Chaz really um struck on something uh with his analysis of of what the lyrics really mean and I don't know if you guys Heard it at the end of the chorus. Viagra. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that? I, I kind of heard that, but uh, you know, it's,
1: it's... cutting-edge technology way before its time. But yeah, <laughs> Sammy's an innovator. We all. They, know they, hey,
5: they, 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 they. Maybe they, uh, you know, they coined it. Um, but no, it's a catchy, poppy, um, Sammy Hagar inspired. Love ballad and it did them very well, and uh, so you you can't say it's a bad song because it's not.
3: No, it's golf clap Van Halen. I give them a golf clap. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Eh, you've had your say. Enough, enough out of you. We've had your say. We 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 throw it over to uh uh you know someone who uh, we we really respect around here, Scott Mm. Monroe. All right, (laughs) you've uh, you've heard the chatter. You've heard uh, the 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 song. You, You know it. Uh, What what say you, man? Is when it's love for you, what dreams are made of, or is the dream over?
6: All
0: right, I'm going to try and bring a little bit more class to the discussion here.
2: (laughs) Good luck. uh, Here we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if if you had asked me in the late 90s what one of my favorite Van Halen songs was, I would have told you the song, When It's Love. Uh, The reason, though, is I have an emotional attachment to it. Um, So when I was in high school in my tech class in uh, 1998, um, we were very close with uh, neighbors across the street. And um, one of our neighbors, uh, her name was uh, Marie. Uh, She died at age uh, 41 of cancer. And uh, we were very close with their family. Um, And I decided to do a video uh, tribute. Uh, to uh, her after her death, uh, taking lots of family photos, and I played the song over the uh, the video tribute that I produced uh, in a tech class for her. So it's always held that emotional attachment to me, and I think that really speaks to for me the power of the Sammy era of kind of having that diversity of sound, of um, having ballads that while they you know at times may be uh, generic or corny. Um, can really speak to you at certain points in your life, whatever the situation may be. And for me, um, it made that connection. It made that emotional connection. And uh, it, it has a really uh, uh, deep-seated importance in my life because it came at a time where the music was able to bring that kind of solace and to make that connection um, in a way that uh, I and others needed at the time. So for that, I'm I'm very grateful for the song and um, for, uh, you know, playing that role uh, for me at that time.
1: Hell yeah. I love it. Good stuff yeah. there. So there you have it. We, uh, uh, now we, I throw it over to you, Corey, man. Are you, uh, could you possibly be the contrarian of this panel? Because I thought, I thought the dead ringer for that was going to be a rush rash man over there, but uh, he surprised <laughs> us. So I throw it to you, sir. Is when it's love, what dreams are made of, or is the dream over?
2: I gotta follow that. Oh, come on, I was gonna take yeah, it back to boners, and, and and I gotta follow no, no, Scott. I, 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 come on,
1: you know you know how this show goes. Oh
2: man, it's like what? You guys- what? What? something to fill in the holes. This is totally about boners. How did I miss that, Chaz? Jesus, you're right. <laughs> oh. So, sorry, Scott. I, I I loved your story. <laughs> I can think about his boners Scott. now. God, it's I got I got wood on the brain. I I, I really enjoyed <laughs> this song. I know I'm a little critical about it lyrically and stuff. Um, for for 1988, especially the the, the great great tune. Well well constructed. Um, if I want to you know kind of pick it apart musically, I really love what Alex is doing on the drums here. Uh, he's doing more on a power ballad than any other drummer. Uh, Ricky Rocket's not fucking doing that on a Poison ballad, right? Like Alex Ricky Rocket.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, insert hair metal drummer name here. Uh, uh, it's all uh. the same, right? <laughs> Alex is, the, is just yeah. that much better. Um, uh, For a power ballad and what VH1 named it the 24th greatest power ballad of all time, I would rank it higher. Um, it, It's got oh, some yeah. cheese ball lyrics, but like, like Tom in the chat said, uh, put me down for some Van Halen cheese. And give me that T-shirt, Kevin Brown, Van Halen cheese. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, at first, uh, the chat t-shirt. was talking about, um, you know, you you guys talking about uh, uh, "Pleasure Dome Fuck" being a T-shirt because you thought that was the name of the song. <laughs> and, but who, who's gonna walk around in a "Pleasure Dome Fuck" T-shirt unless you're going to like a, <laughs> you know, a, a porno convention <laughs> or something? Uh, but uh, Van Halen uh, cheese uh, put me down for that. But this is absolutely uh, for me what dreams are made. of. not my favorite by far on OU812. Uh, but but for just a great power ballad in 1988 i don't think you can get much better than this uh mark Kamire, uh i don't even think you were born in 1988 you're you're such a young pup uh you're you're just a, a shade over 21 years old uh you're still listening <laughs> to your taylor swift and your weekend and uh whatever the fuck else Your drake <laughs> sure why not um for for a, a young or and Dua like, Lupa? Dua Lipa? do a Dua do a yeah, Lipa, was... sure yeah yeah uh, so what did you think of uh when it's love by Van Hillen. is this what dreams are made of? Or is the dream tragically over?
1: God, you said so many like upsetting, triggering things in that <laughs> statement right there. That, uh, <laughs> trying to trying to trying to get my head straight from all that. Uh, here you go. <laughs> the year was eighty-seven. Uh, Twas the year of Mark, actually. So so I was around. Um, barely, but I was around. <laughs> um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and and follow up. Uh, any of what uh, uh, you guys said, especially not Scott's story. Not Scott. I no, I don't, I don't. I don't have uh that deep of a personal story. But I will say that this song during a time where my pessimism was growing as a as a youth and uh, uh, learning to rebel. This song actually filled me with uh, a lot of optimism, in that hey, you know what? Maybe it's not all so shitty. Maybe it's uh, not going to be just uh, bleak all the time. Maybe, just maybe, uh, there there's some love out there for you. So keep keep it up. And honestly, I I was a, a slave to the the majesty of Van Halen's music. Everything about this song it it works for me you can call it van halen light you can call it uh uh not my van halen all you want and that's that's completely fine that's your prerogative but the fact is it is a van halen song and it is one of their most powerful songs um even if you're not a power ballad kind of guy this song lends way for uh you know for people to to be to kind of get into is like, you don't like power ballads? Like, well, listen to this one and tell me how you feel about it. And you might still have the same reaction or, you know, you might think about it in a different way. Maybe it's just uh, the, the power of Sammy's voice. Maybe it's the way the, the music is structured. As you guys say, there's a lot of really cool things happening on Alex's side of things in the rhythm section. And then Mikey's, Oh sweet Mikey with those beautiful harmonies. I mean, it, it, I'm never going to say a negative thing about that guy ever uh so you know just just fyi um and that's that's really all i got I i it's um not as uh deeply personal to me as uh as as scott uh but it is definitely a song that i've held with me um and is i think it actually for me based on uh where i was when i heard it and the way it did make me feel as a young kid uh I I do get I have to say I think this one might be my favorite of OU812. I don't think it is their best song on the album for sure, structurally speaking. Um, but just for me as a personal connection, like yes, I I, I just I adore this song. I think it's great. And for my money, I think it is one of the better, if not the best, uh power ballad songs of, of you know 80s rock. Uh and you know, uh you can put that up against. All of them. And I think this one stands apart. And but that's just, that's my opinion. And that's the way I feel about it. So there you go. Uh, and if by my calculation, that's a clean sweep. It is. Of uh, what dreams are made of. And so now we get to have some fun. It's fun for me anyway.
2: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> for all the newbies on the call, we play a little game on the show called how many times have Van Halen played? When it's love live, and you're hearing the prices right three because we play prices right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. If you get this right, Mark Meyer will come to your house and sing you a song while you try and make tender love to your wife. All right, here we go. How many times have Van Halen performed "When It's Love"? Let's start with uh, "Thief of Joy." Chaz, Mataz. Chaz, how many times do you think Van Halen played this song? Oh,
3: oh shit! <laughs> All right, so this game. Sorry. <laughs> Having too much fun over here. So, um, <laughs> it came out what eighty eight. Eighty eight. They toured. Yep. How many times did they tour before they broke up? Just once. Just once. Shit. And they played it uh, seventy
2: three times. Seventy three times. Is that your official guest? That's. Oh no, no, no. Okay, okay. one hundred and fifteen. One fifteen. All right. There you go. Uh, let, let, let's go to Wolfie now. Wolfie, how many times do you think Van Hillen performed in their concert career to make a hit when it's love? Uh, I'm going to say 200 times 200 times All right, Scott Monroe let's go to you next how many times do you think Van Halen performed when it's love
0: Uh, it was a staple during the Sammy era Uh, they busted it out for 98
2: Mm -hmm. I'm
0: going to go with the flat 300
2: 300. alright Chats we're coming to you next how many times do you think Van Halen performed when it's love who are you asking? Shut out
5: there for a second. That was you, me? my friend. Yep. Oh, it's up to me? Yep. Oh, uh, well, okay, so what do we got? We got 115, we got uh two hundred. Two hundred, we, we got, got 300.
2: 300.
5: Yep. I'm gonna say uh ooh.
2: there's no actual prize. You don't have to think too hard. Two twenty five already. Right. <laughs> there's no new car? What are no, you talking about? No new about?
3: car. <laughs>
2: All right, Mark Kamara, it's your turn now. So the high bid right now is 300. Shots uh, came in at 225. How many times do you think Van Halen performed when it's love? 140. 140. Interesting. Well, I tell you the in the chat, we have a Scott Everett at 450, Jeff Brewer at 500. But there, 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 there can only be one winner uh, here tonight. Bam. Scott Monroe, you are tonight's winner. The correct answer, yeah. 389 times, 389. So I'm impressed nobody went over in the chat. They all went over, but you guys, uh, nobody went <laughs> over, but Scott Monroe is the closest. So uh, expect Mark and Meyer showing up at your door to serenade you as you mow the lawn or something. I don't know what you do for fun. So,
1: you know, once, once the uh, uh, eight feet of snow decides to, uh, <laughs> to melt, which I, I don't know when that will be. So, you know, well, hang tight.
2: Now, I, I was able to, uh, I, I think I have queued up uh, When It's Love uh, from live right here right now. If you guys want to hear a little bit of it, we'll see what, what Sammy mm-hmm. does that are in that do section.
1: You, do you have it at the uh, the particular section that we were talking about? The, I have uh, no that idea. sort of bridge?
2: I have no oh, idea. Okay. We're, we're going to find out, though. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Let's try it sure. from here. Still pretty powerful of voice uh, way back in 92, 93 when this uh, concert was. Uh,
1: yeah, he nails impressive. it. He, didn't, he doesn't elongate that last note as much as he does on record, but he still hits it. And uh, he still hits, uh, you can feel like that, uh, the high falsetto. And actually, that sounded way more powerful live than he did on yeah. record. Uh, so, yeah, I would agree with that. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's a win in my book, but I mean, I'm not shocked.
3: okay well and and a much different I mean when they're live obviously the sound is much different the guitar is much more prominent here and you know it probably would have gotten a much higher vote from me if they had done that on the record because yes I've heard the live version and this whole album live is much better than it is on the album that's very true every song that they ever played
0: that I've heard well and let's not forget though that Sam re-recorded his vocals for the live album that's
1: right yeah yeah which can happen i mean I there's probably that. yeah there's, there's probably some variables of uh in the uh, live mix vocals were probably shit mm-hmm. maybe they uh decided to record on a on a rough night happens all the time so yep. you know n- there, either way there's either a whole way, big story knows. go to the van
2: Halen news desk and check out their write up on live right here right now there's a whole big write up on the whole there thing there you go yeah. that's right i remember
1: all right, you guys, we did it. When it's love, another one off the wheel, and that wow. completes our OU eight one two journey. Yes. So, uh, to all the listeners out there, be on the lookout on our socials uh, because we will be having a live show very, very soon to discuss and rank. Let's do OU it right OU now. Eight one two.
2: I'm ready. <laughs>
1: well, we can't do it right. Oh. I Get mean, your ranking well, done. I mean, like, <laughs> you say you're ready i don't know i don't know how long your internet's gonna hold out in that (laughs) that's true uh, uh, that's true it's very cold (laughs) so i don't know like maybe maybe i'll (laughs) grab my bottle of whiskey and like all right let's do this but uh, yeah there (laughs) ain't no hanging chaz's around here no way it's too damn cold it's too cold to be hanging anything that's right (laughs) that's right yeah we're not hanging yeah not hanging nothing so there you go um um. Well, this has been a uh, a star-studded event, I'll say, uh, even with our, our newbies on the panel, still a star-studded event, and we, we kind of owe that all to our resident grumpy man, Chaz Mataz, so uh, Chaz... <laughs> We we uh you you take you take some shots we we throw some shots at you you take them with with stride and we appreciate you for it because we always enjoy having your presence on here it is a, a you've become a a staple on the show even early on so uh we can't we can't hate on you too hard because it's like it's yeah. all love. So, it's uh, all so thank love. you. that's right it's all, it's love. all love so thank, thank you thank you thank you so much for being on the show so please uh once again. Uh, let, let the people know what you got going on and, uh, uh, with, and, uh, give, uh, our, your, your esteemed guests, uh, an acknowledgement as well, would you?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So again, thank you. You know, uh, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if you guys weren't doing what you were doing. And so we take everything we got and that is, uh, not an understatement, correct? Uh, Uh, we take everything we've got from you and then some. (laughs) Uh, I felt very
5: uh, at home here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and Wolfie is uh, definitely feeling uh, the, the the similarities as well. So, yeah, if it wasn't for what for what you guys are doing, we really would not have shows. We wouldn't have a format. We wouldn't be on the Deep Dive Network, and we wouldn't have on Rush Rush people coming up like Eric Senich and uh, Mark Kamire himself coming in in a few weeks. Um, we've got other folks, Fedge Herb, the guy, a drummer from Solar Federation, bunch of other guests coming in, Joe Cruz, you name it. Scott Haskin just booked Scotty today. In nice. fact, he'll be coming in in March. So thanks for that. And, and you heard our big news, Wolfie. We got, uh, you want to talk again about, uh, regarding, uh, uh, regarding, uh, series and what we're doing with Scott here.
4: Yeah, uh. Sure, uh Chaz, we're we're, uh, we're getting geared up uh, to bring Scott into the fold for season three of the regarding series where our motto is we listen so you don't have to. And uh, we will be listening to uh, Van Halen three track by track uh with uh with scott and and uh with uh chaz and myself and um when it will be our next season after we finish up uh with uh the uh roger waters dark side of the moon redux album that we're that we're working our way through so we're excited for season three absolutely so that's
3: it so we've got a stable it's four of us more to come Corey Mm -hmm. joining us for season four uh, official announcement: You had two announcements tonight. Two official announcements. One, Scott Monroe, season three and season four. Corey Morissette regarding slang. You heard it here
1: first. Well, he's uh, you know, the 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 CMPU might be uh dwindling a bit, but it's not dead. And I know Corey's been aching to get some Def Leppard talk in for quite it ain't some dead time. Yet. So you, no, <laughs> it ain't dead yet. Yes, yeah, so he will. Uh, he he will be gladly with bells on. Uh, and with both hands ready to uh, to applaud and be ready to talk about some Def Leppard with you. So uh, <laughs> that will be some fun stuff. I can't wait to tune in for that just because the hilarity and I'm sure uh, chaos that will come with it as well. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to Rush Rash as well. So you guys, go to PodcastWillRock.com where you can find all our backlog episodes. You can even find links to our merch store. Buy yourself a T-shirt, why don't you get you a, a, a Apologies to Gary T-shirt and, and let the army grow. Like I said, I want to see an army of you guys out there wearing these shirts because eventually Gary Sharon, maybe he already knows uh about it but eventually he's just gonna g- scratch his head and go what the hell is with all these shirts i gotta find out and you gotta direct him to the podcast and then maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll chat with us and then and if he does and he's still cool with it we'll direct him like hey by the way you need to go check out this other show called regarding van halen 3 and uh you can get some inside scope so uh we're we're looking out for you guys and we're lo- you know hopefully everyone's looking out for us and it's all it's all love and speaking of love, we love the people that are on our Patreon because you guys are the reasons uh, you're keeping the light on for us, uh, keeping us uh, uh, motivated to keep going, and you've been with us for such a long journey, so I just want to take a moment and thank the patrons like Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Pod, Rave Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith. Chaz himself, Chaz, Chaz Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Michael Triplett, Davey Lee Smith, and Chad Pollock. Thank you all so much. And uh, Chaz and uh, Scott on the call. Right now, thank you guys so much for uh, contributing, man. It's always always a pleasure, and we always love having you uh, uh, contribute. Your thoughts, Your whether it's manifestos or what have you, it's all good. It's great. We love it. Uh, you guys, when you join the, the Patreon, you get to be part of the Discord, get involved in the conversations. They never end, and it's always interesting and awesome. So do that. Find a tier that's right for you and join us. And uh, because the journey... Is not quite uh coming to a an, a complete end, but this iteration of it is slowly but surely coming to its fruition. So uh Amazing. get on while you can. Yeah, I know it's it's crazy. So so what get a ride there while it's been. It has been quite a ride. So I don't know if you wanna do the uh the run through of the deep dive podcasting
2: stuff. We need I got two shows I gotta mix. I am recount on this. He's gotta do it. All right, here we go. Hit record, Chaz. Right. We're going to talk about the Deep Dive Podcasting Network featuring such shows as Backtrack's Aerosmith Revisited. Wrapping up this week, our final episode is dropping this Wednesday, so check it out. Check out our final Aerosmith mixtape. Uh, our best uh, 19 songs we think best represent uh, the band Aerosmith. Uh, myself and Scott Haskin do that show, and uh, Kevin Brown joins us to help moderate uh, the final episode, but the Corey Morissette uh, Podcasting Universe is ever shrinking uh, because we have that show coming to an end backtracks theme music also done but you can check out all of our uh back catalog of shows uh wherever you get your podcast from but if you got a hankering for me i can't fucking imagine why but i do a show with kevin brown called the ultimate catalog clash where season two we're talking about 90s metallica uh we talked about the black album we're talking about load and reload as well uh so check that out wherever we you get your podcast from and please check out these other great shows on the Deep Dive podcast that we're concluding Tom Petty Project featuring Kevin Brown. Seaside Pod Review with Kevin Brown and Randy Woods. Uriah Heap, The Magician's Podcast. That's Scott Haskins' show. Nate and John at The Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joan, David at In the Lap of the Pods. That one is wrapped up to you. You can catch all the uh, back episodes of that one, wherever you get your podcasts from. And then we have Andy and Mac at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far So Pod So What. Quinn at End Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Stephen, Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Chat, and then we have the uh, Chaz Charles uh, uh, podcasting universe featuring uh, regarding Lulu with Chaz and Greg, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats. Chaz and Wolfie at regarding Roger Waters and coming soon to a podcast player near you regarding Van Halen 3 uh, with Chaz, Wolfie and Scott Monroe. And then you can check out all of our other friends, uh, including uh, the DLR cast, the bogus Otis show, you're all doomed a Friday, the 13th podcast, the Sean geek and fast red podcast booked on rock with the legendary Eric Sinich dissect that film three's company Two, a rewatch podcast and the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, the one and only pot of thunder this week, they did a Helix song, man. I was as a Canadian that oh. warmed my heart in the frozen tundra of Canada right now that they did a Canadian <laughs> band as Helix. Uh, that was a, heck of a lot of fun. So go check out uh pot of thunder. Oh yes,
1: absolutely. All right, and in behalf of uh, everyone on the of the Rush Rasha uh, crew, and on behalf of Corey and myself, stay warm, you guys. Uh, winter has come. Winter landed flat on our faces over here, and uh, you know Corey. Well, I mean he's in Seska- Saskatchewan, so what are you going to do? It's just nothing but blues over Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan.
3: How do you say that?
1: Saskatchewan. Fuck. That's yeah. That's all we say. That's how you say it. <laughs> that's my favorite moment of that doc too. And that, there's, how do you <laughs> say lots, it? Lots, <laughs> of, yeah, that's how you say it. So, stay warm, stay safe, uh, uh, be uh, be well, be excellent to each other, and rock some Van Halen while you're at it. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later.